If you want to see a movie with booze, babes, and chubby boobs, we got Whoa. a movie. What? Oh, Marsh. Hey. What? You what? Intro. You always do the clever, fun little intro. I want to try doing the intro. You think you can handle it? I think I can, man. I'm ready. All right. Here you go. Here's your shot. Let's, let's see what you got. <clears throat> this week, we watched Pickaxe. We watched it so you don't have to. That that's that's it. That's all you got. That's all you got. Yep, that's all I got, baby. Well, shit. You heard it from me. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, the ma- maleficent, miraculous, magnificent, I think I said that already, fuck it up, Marshall Hampton. With me as always is my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this fine evening? This is the adorable Adonis <laughs> Ab- in Aaron. I can do alliteration. Two motherfucker. Yeah, you can. Alliteration. That's where it's at. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us again for this week, guys. Uh, this week's movie is another listener-suggested one. It was suggested to us by Mr. Jeff Bosniak. This is a, we've done a couple of his suggestions now. He keeps them coming, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want to get in on the action, don't be afraid to send us your suggestions because there's a good chance we'll get to it, and we'll do it on the show. Um, that said, this movie is Pickaxe. Originally, it was called, I think, the Pickaxe Murders Part 3 or Chapter 3, the final something, some shitty lame attempt. fusion around that one. Yeah, it's one of those things where kind of like uh, Thanks Killing 3, where they, they, there was, you know, there was no number two. Well, this one, there was no number one or number two. They just called it Chapter 3 or something like that. But then they just said, fuck it, that's dumb. And it's called it Pickaxe. So that's what we're doing. Uh, this was made in 2014, but from what I understand, it just now got released back in November 5th, on November 5th, 2019. So just about a year ago, it finally got released. I guess sitting around for five years. Um, it was written and directed by Jeremy Summerall. Uh, now that name might be vaguely familiar to some people. Uh, if you listen to our Julian episode, he was mentioned on that, on our Julian interview. Uh, and that's because he was the man who played the fat furry killer beast in sweatshop. All uh, right. He was the killer in that. And he's also an associate producer on don't fuck in the woods too, which is fil- finally done in uh, filming is done. They will, it'll be released sometime in October for a one night theatrical s- screening. And then it'll be released uh, after that. So that's coming up. I'm, we're excited about that one. That, Very excited. Uh, that that one's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, we like Don't Fuck in the Woods. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they have in Don't Fuck in the Woods too. Yeah, I really hope they see they go bigger and better. And I'm super excited about that one. Uh, but yeah, he's a producer on that as well. Uh, and this is what he written he wrote and directed this movie. Uh, you can find it on Amazon Prime, Vudu, and Apple TV. Um, that as far as the cast goes, there's like four people I'll mention, 
And even then, it's they're kind of eh, but whatever. First, I'll play uh, Lou, who's played by Sal Governale. Uh, basically, he's just his claim to fame is he's a producer slash personality on the Howard Stern so show. So if you're a Howard Stern fan, you might recognize him. Uh, then we have Victor, played by Sean Hernandez, who is a professional wrestler who currently works for TNA Wrestling. Uh, other than that, I don't know anything about his wrestling career. I don't know if he's any good. I've never seen him. I just know he's a wrestler, and I think he's still he's working. Really he's a big guy. You can definitely tell who he is when you see the movie. Uh, <laughs> Sheriff Matthews is played by A. Michael Baldwin. Now, this one might have some name value for some of you dieharders out there. Uh, he played Mike in Phantasm 1, 2, 3, 4, and Phantasm Ravager. So he's basically claimed to fame as the entire Phantasm series. He was Mike in that. There you go. Wait, 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 wait. He was the kid who was like, boy. And, you know, was he the boy? I don't know. Maybe he was the boy and then he grew up to be Mike. I don't know. He just says his character is Mike. I, I don't remember enough about the movie to know what they were. I know yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't Reggie Bannister's character. I know that. So maybe right. it was Mike. Maybe uh, it's the other one. Yeah. Or was Mike like the older brother of the kid? I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. And then uh, Adrian... Uh, is played by legendary B-movie and Scream Queen sci-fi actress Tiffany Shepis. Uh, she's kind of our main star in this. Um, so that's really all that's worth mentioning as far as the cast goes in this movie. Tiffany Shepis has been in quite a few horrible horror movies. Yep. She may actually be uh, kind of primed for the Hall of Fame. She is. And I'm glad you bring that up because I've been tracking her progress. And she is one of our top candidates for next year's uh, induct induction. So uh, I think there's a very good chance we'll see her inducted in next year's uh, next year's class. Um, Ooh, love. Yep. So uh, with that said, let's jump into pickaxe. This is going to be a very rough episode, guys, because uh, Aaron and I have been very busy the last few weeks, uh, which just with life happening. Uh, Aaron has had family stuff, and I had my daughter's birthday, and a lot of other things going on. So. It's going to be a bumpy ride episode. Aaron's going to take the lead on this because I didn't have time to get to it. And uh, even his notes are going to be a little wonky. So this could be a very fly by the seat of our pants, wing it type episode. So we'll see what happens. I just want to give you a fair, <laughs> a very fair heads up as to what you're in store for for this week. Uh, but we're going to do our best to get through this. Um, Marsh, I have the feeling this is going to be one of our finest episodes. <laughs> well, let's hope so. We'll see what At happens. As bad as Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, where we, I, <laughs> we notes. Yeah, well, you had no notes, and I we had no notes whatsoever on that I one. I think we did good on that one still, too. But at least with that one, like, I watched it, like, recently. I haven't seen this movie in, like, a good two weeks, three weeks, maybe. So I my memory of it is very, very vague. I remember a few things about it, but, like, overall, like, I don't really know what what fucking happened. Uh, That's going to great signs about the quality of this movie. Yeah, exactly. You know what you're in for. So um, right. here I go. I take it away. Let's go. So we open with two hapless teenagers in the woods. One boy, one girl, Paul and Dana. And they're searching around by compass in the middle of the fucking night in the woods, looking for an amulet worn by the dead serial killer, Alex Black. They're looking for this because Paul says that people pay big money for this. They go crazy for amulets. And the chick's like, hey, come on, let's stop looking. Let's stop looking. Why would I stop looking? To look at these. And shows off the first pair of tits. And oh my God, is this movie lousy with pale 
tits. <laughs> I like how you yeah the descriptor of pale tits. <laughs> Dude, some of the whitest tits I've ever seen in my life are in this movie. Yes, that's true. It's, and there's there's tits of all varying shapes and sizes. You've got small tits, big tits, chubby tits, low hangers, high they're, hangers. They're, the, like, they're like the Goldilocks of three bears of titties in this movie. They're, they're like, you know, the big, yeah, they're all over the place. It's like a booby buffet. <laughs> it, it's so many different types of boobs going on here. So Paul gets distracted. He's like, fuck it. I'm not going to look for this thing anymore. I got titties to nuzzle. Uh, they have a sex scene by the fire, which goes on for a while. <clears throat> uh, he finishes and off she goes to take a piss so she doesn't get a UTI. Um, <laughs> Paul just rolling over goes, he just literally rolls over next to the campfire and goes, Whoa, the amulet. Let me talk yeah. about it. I, I, this is one thing I do remember because I they talk about how this thing has been lost for ages. Like, this is the type of amulet that like Indiana Jones or Laura Croft would be hunting and have trouble finding, supposedly. But this jabroni just kind of like rolls over after getting, you know, banging a chick. He's like, oh, it's right there in the middle of the night. What's the coincidence? You know, what what are the odds on that one? Like, there it is. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> so as as he's like, I did it, baby. I found it. She's like, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be rich. He's like, not we. And he turns around and she cuts his head off with a pickaxe. She just gets out of nowhere, just. Pulls it up and chops off his head in one swoop. Which, by the way, you would be like impossible to cut somebody's head off with a pickaxe. It's not a slashing weapon. Like, there's nope. no way you could ki- chop a head off with a pickaxe in one swoop like that. It's fucking ridiculous. So, so she like, picks up whatever. Head, severed head and starts like kissing it, going, "Poor Paul, you big dummy." You know, it's like, okay, yeah. This, uh, certifiable. I kind of yeah. liked it though, like the whole like kissing the severed head. I was like, okay, this. She's crazy. Um, She's fucking. Yeah. yeah. I, apparently, like, there's something about where she reveals. Uh, I guess she's in a cult or like a worship where she's like wants the amulet so she can like bring back, like resurrect yeah. this guy. That's what like she wants to instead of selling it or putting it in a museum, she wants to resurrect the serial killer because I guess she's got like some kind of like weird girl crush on a serial killer and wants to bring him back to life for their cult and or she something. The severed head above her naked body as blood's dripping all over and she's babbling something in latin that she probably looked yeah. up and, you know and it's she's just saying the same thing over and over again kind of hot uh, though <laughs> yeah <laughs> we pan over and we like to the it just kind of pans to the ground and we see an arm come shooting out of the ground again really close by very <laughs> very close by i series will not rest in peace <laughs> yes so, so the guy's like buried right by where the amulet's found. Like, you're like, geez, again, like, what are the odds of this? Like, <laughs> so, it's so, so that's our opening. Um, we cut to some text on a screen that provides a little bit of backstory. But doesn't he kill her though? Like, he comes I, back and then like he kills her. I don't, I don't remember her him killing her. I don't remember him. That's all I remember. Like, dude, when I watched it, because I was the Ivan was like, what the fuck? Because we never see her again. I don't think he killed her. I thought he did. Like I was the impression, like maybe he cut away, but I thought he killed her. Like because she's like, yeah, I brought you back, and then he kills her, and she's and he's like, I thought it was one of those things. I, I got, did not. No, I don't know. Disappointed because if he did kill her, it was the most meaningless kill, and must have been so fast. I literally like 
looked at my soda pop and looked back and it was she was dead. Or, which I think is probably what happened, they just cut and just said, fuck it. Whoops, <laughs> we're dummies. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm wondering if that's what happened because I, I don't know. I thought Chris Warren, she got she she got killed, but whatever. How editing goes in this movie, probably the case. <laughs> so as I was saying, we cut to some text screen that provides a little bit of backstory. We find out that Black was a crazed killer thought to be the son of Satan. Uh, he went on a rampage at Camp Arrow. Oh, was it Arapaho? I love that word. Um, Camp Arapaho back in 1982 and killed several teens. Uh, it's six years later, now it's 1988. Um, Black has come back to finish what he started. Thanks to, you know, Latin spouting tits. Bloody tits. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the, I would say the, that opening scene is probably the best part of the movie. And it just gets a little rocky from here. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, I think you're right about that one. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, it's now it's 1988, and we're introduced to a group of teenagers. Uh, played our our two girls, Jamie and Heather, and our two boyfriends, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> I don't remember their fucking names, and it doesn't fucking matter. Jamie's boyfriend and Heather's boyfriend, and they're interchangeable. That doesn't matter. They're- exactly the same person they not only they act the same they actually look the same they both look like 30 year old guys who still work at like who like work at best buy (laughs) so they're in high school and they're doing high school antics you know kind of being like real the the jamie chick is running up the stairs flipping off the teacher because she's so psyched that she won tickets to see this heavy metal band and as she's running up the stairs in her super short, short skirt her ass is hanging out and I did find this kind of funny. The teacher's like, oh, my God, look, I, you can't see that. Ma'am, you, she, she starts yelling back into the office. He's like, Sarah, come over here. This is the type of underwear I want you to get. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Because you expected him to, like, discipline her. But, no, he was excited because he was going to show off his, uh, his <laughs> fetish for underwear to, I guess, his lady. So uh, in this scene, also, we come across uh, Jamie's brother, uh, I think his name is Ben. Um, he is uh, a super duper whooper nerd, uh, completely lame, and Jamie cannot stand it. She fucking hates him. Anytime he opens his mouth, he I mean, it, they really nerded him up. It, it's over the top nerdy with him. And what's even worse is the reaction. I mean, I get siblings can bicker in times, especially in high school, if you go with that, but. Like there's so much just pure disdain and hatred coming from her towards her brother that it 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 gets really annoying really fast because he's not doing anything like and to, to bother no. her he's not a bad guy he's not being annoying he's not being a dick or trying to annoy her in any way he's just like hey sis how you doing he's like shut up fuck you I hate you he's like it's so over the top it gets really old really fast I, I, she, she starts at a ten yeah. <laughs> you know? There's no buildup. She's just right off the bat. You know, he's, he's talking about going to the uh, this nature exhibit to watch the mating happens of the brown recluse. You know, it's like, how much dorky can you get? Like, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Come on, math fair, science fair. Yeah. That's what you need. You don't get it's something so ridiculous. And she flips the fuck out. Yeah. So we, we, meet, we meet him. Um, by the way, wonderful acting. <laughs> <laughs> just just absolutely tits acting 
But uh, so we were introduced to our teens. <clears throat> we cut to Sheriff Matthews. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. But their teens say, yeah, we're going to go see this concert. We're going to stay at Heather's Lake House, which is right next to the venue. So that's the plan. The teens are all going to get together in the van, go to the concert and hang out at Heather's house. And woohoo, it's going to be a party good time. We cut to Sheriff Matthews, who has uh, apparently played a role in killing Black back in 82. Guess we find out he comes to a small watering hole where we meet our hillbilly couple who own the place. Uh, these accents are pretty thick. I think this was in West Virginia. Do you even know where this movie was filmed? I'm pretty sure uh, it was West Virginia. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me. We've actually had quite a bit, good handful of independent horror movies come out of West Virginia uh, that we've seen on the show. So I get it probably wouldn't. It, there's a good chance it was, but I don't know off the top of my head. Pretty sure it's West Virginia because their accents are ear like grating. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and then the sheriff's asking uh, about a missing couple. I'm assuming we're assuming it's Paul and Dana. Um, asking about a missing couple if they had stopped. You know, he tells them a description and says, "Hey, have you guys uh, seen him around?" And the couple's like, "Yeah, they were they were in here. They were asking about Alex Black and spit take." Sheriff can't believe it. Oh my God. You talk about Alex Black. What'd you tell him? And the, the hillbilly's like, well, I just told him the same thing I over told him. It's just a whole bunch of hogwash. It's a bunch of stories. You don't have to worry about that shit. Goddamn, Sheriff, I ain't no dummy. So Sheriff's like, well, I'm still going to look around for him. The hillbilly decides to tell the sheriff, well, I don't know if you knew this, but Adrian's back in town too. Oh. So around this time, we're going to do this to Adrian. Um, this is Tiffany Shepes. I'm just going to call her Tiffany Shepes. Yeah, that's fine to me. Yeah. yeah. She's the one who, so Tiffany Shepes, you get the implication that she killed Black during his first rampage in 82. Uh, the, the couple kind of talks about how she's been in and out of mental institutions, and now she's just drowning herself in copious amounts of alcohol to help deal with her emotional fallout. Yeah, and, and th there's something, at some point they explain it, like, I don't know if it's now or later in the movie, so, but, yeah, part of the whole thing with her going in and out of the hospital is that she also has this belief, you know, kind of like, very kind of like, uh, very Laurie Strode from Halloween, kind of like, he's not dead, he's still out there, he's going to come back, you know, uh, and so yeah. that's one reason why they kept locking her up, because she, all, everybody thought that she was just, you know, delusional and, gone crazy and so yeah she's been released now now she just basically drinks at the bar all day every day man she spends pretty much the whole movie drunk yeah and just so, phoning it in though too like you could definitely tell us this is a just a paycheck movie for for, for the old tifter there i wonder if she was just like fuck it i'm gonna do method acting yeah i was I'm gonna learn just be drunk the whole time <laughs> Damn and see where this baby goes <laughs> i love that idea and god i wish I hope that's true. I I really hope that was the case. I, I, I it's hard to tell if her acting's any good or not because she's just always drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like maybe maybe she's doing a good job. Maybe she's just drunk. drunk and see where this train goes. <laughs> Although it's Love better it. than the, the so-called quote-unquote teens we have. So that's, that's yeah, she, yeah, and that's yeah, that's saying like the girl who's phoning it in drunk is acting circles around everybody else. Yeah. Um, so we get a scene where um, the teenagers are driving down the road. They're heading. They're heading out. 
Uh, it's the four, it's the two chicks, Jamie and Heather, and the two boyfriends in the front. They're both kind of talking about how they're, you know, the girl's saying, I will get the lead singer a blowjob if I, if I don't care. And then the, the boyfriend in the front, who's Jamie's boyfriend, saying, I'm going to get so much pussy on this trip. So obviously they don't have a lot of common, they, I guess they do have a commonality where they don't care about each other. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but this scene, basically the only thing you need to know is, um, they the, the the brother oh, wait actually no this this comes later I apologize, um, the van breaks down, um, you know, while they're on their way they're all bummed out they're like we can't make it to the concert the van's broken down oh my god woe is me, out of nowhere we're talking this is a dirt road, completely rural in the middle of nowhere, out of nowhere comes fucking. Sh- like Shaggy 2000, like, <laughs> and Fat Stendel from Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> she is a chubbers. Actually, this is something I, I believe back in high school we would call a chunky sucker. <laughs> She's the kind of gal you don't want to sleep with, but you're betting she'll give a good blowjob because she has to. Anyway. <clears throat> All right, this they're just like, hey, got car trouble. Looks like you're going to the concert, so are we. They're wearing matching uh, band, band shirts. shirts. Yeah. So Shaggy Two Thousand somehow magically fixed the van by I don't know blowing weed smoke into it, and boom, it fires right up. They're like, okay, can we get a ride too? And sure enough, they all hop in the van, and they're hitting the road. And when the stoner and Fat Sindel throw their baggage in the back. You hear this, ow! And up pops the nerdy brother. The nerdy brothers are still away. And just like before, the fucking sister Jamie flips the fuck out and just can't fucking handle that her brother's on the road. Everyone else is like, who cares? It's really not that big a deal. But like exactly. you said before, her overacting is just off the charts. Um, that's when we cut to Sheriff... Uh, he's going to go see Tiffany Shepis and kind of find out what's going on with her. She's all drunk and fucked up and falling over at her place. And he's basically talking to her like, hey, you know, I, I see your back. She's like, don't you know that Black is back? And he, he, <laughs> he's going to find us. Wish I had an ACDC queued up right there for that. Back in Black. Back in Black. Oh, well. And this is where Sheriff Black mentions that he there were some dead bodies he found. Sheriff Matthews. Let's clear that up. Sheriff I'm Matthews. Sorry. Sheriff Sheffis. I don't know. Um, Sheriff yeah, Sheriff Sheffis. Matthews. He says he found some dead bodies. Now, are, I'm assuming this is Paul and Dana from the beginning. That's what like, I assume, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know what else. Unless there's just some other random weird bodies that we never see that it just kind of like trying to build, like, backstory like oh there's other people that were killed but as far as i, know, I just uh, yeah i assumed it was uh the, the opening couple yeah um and of course shepis is like it's alex black it's alex black and of course he doesn't believe her because she doesn't have the credibility with her stints in mental hospitals and her raging alcoholism raging uh, she starts calling. You, you kind of get an implication that they had a sexual relationship at one point. Thank you. I was gonna say. I think before they started yelling at her, like she's like, as soon as he walks in, doesn't she just like take her pants off? She's like, "All right, let's go ahead and do this, there, sheriff. Let's get this done." And then yeah, they well, start, like, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" 
I was like, what the fuck's going on there? But like when she when he, he she starts calling him a faggot, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, and says, Don't come back here unless you're ready to fuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shuffling off, carrying a bottle of fucking old crow, going, God damn faggot. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pretty yeah. uh <laughs> the writing in this is uh real top notch, real yeah, real deep, real Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at Sheriff Matthews and I'm like, God damn, you're old enough to be your father. Yeah. Like he, he's he's pretty old, man. I mean he's not we've seen older sheriffs in these movies, not that old, but like he's he is looking old. Like he's probably at least in his fifties, maybe sixties. Uh I'd say early fifties. And Tiffany Shepis is like 40. Yeah, I'm gonna say she's at least yeah, she's about probably around our age, 40 or so yeah. now. So yeah, I thought that was a little a little wacky. So we cut to the teens stopping at a gas station slash bar. It's kind of like the it's it's where the hillbilly couple owns. It's like a gas station too. And like yeah. snacks like a whole bunch of different shit they got going on. A one stop one thing stop. A, a one stop white trash haven or yeah. I like that. They probably, you know, they so, probably sell bait and ammo along with dip, gas, and beer. So they probably got everything there. Fuck yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the teens head on in. They order a shitload of food, and the big joke is that one of the boyfriends is going to eat a bunch of bean burritos and shit all over the place. <laughs> Again, highbrow writing in this movie. Very big highbrow. Time. Um. Outside, the nerd uh, is trying to make his way in as well. But, I uh, like, love this scene. If this is what's about to happen, I think it is. This is really kind of fucking crazy. And like, I've weird. Yeah, go on, just go on. It's it's too pudgy, unattractive. I guess one's pudgy. The other's not that pudgy, but it's, yeah, it's it's still kind of like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Another chunky sucker, I guess. Yeah. They 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 cut they accost this kid. They're just like, hey, where are you going? Why don't you come over here? And they basically shove him into a phone booth and they jerk him off to completion. In his pants, by the way. In the pants. Yeah, that's a weird scene. It's so weird. It's and you so kind of out of the blue. And it's like, what feel bad for him? Because it looks like he doesn't want to say. He basically just got hand-raped by yes. these bitches. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's really enjoying it. But he's like he's almost like being overpowered by these two white trash redneck Me- prostitutes. Like, and they're yeah. just like, you jerk them off. And they're like, all right. And like, the whole thing is like, while they're jerking them, one's jerking them off. And like, the other's like playing with his hair or teasing them. But then also like gangs his wallet. And then they, they, so this is like this is their hustle. They jerk people off and then steal their wallets mid coming or something like that or mid hand job. Probably really. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get robbed, that's not a bad way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so inside the bar, um, the the it's, it's the hillbilly couple. The teenagers are buying drinks and having beers, and out of nowhere comes Tiffany Shepis. Uh, so we just saw her with the sheriff, and now she's at the bar, and she's all drunk, and she's calling headers like, "You look like her, you bitch, you look like her." And it's it's she's you know the bartenders are like, "Get out of here, y'all, coot." <laughs> 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 and, 
they just kind of shoo her off. Um, so there's that. <laughs> uh, let's see, where are my notes here? Um, that's when we cut to the the teens finally arrive at the cabin. Um, they're playing truth or dare. Uh, Jamie, like they're playing truth or dare. We come into them playing truth or dare mid truth or dare. The fat Sindel chick is sitting on the couch, just topless with her titties hanging out. Yeah, so weird. It's like you just cut there and she's half naked already. Just yeah. already half naked. So I'm, I'm guessing she had to take her top off or something. Anyway, they, they have Jamie kiss Fat Sindel. She's like, it's gross. Then uh, Heather says, I'll take truth. I don't want to do truth or dare. And then I wish somebody would have, I'm sorry, I just wish somebody would have dared Fat Sindel to put her shirt back on. That, I mean, yeah. that was like, why would you, if all the girls are going to dare take her top off, why her? Why her? But whatever. <laughs> They're, they're big, fat, floppy, white, pierced titties. I don't yeah. know. So Heather doesn't want to, you know, do a dare because it's getting fucking weird, obviously. Yeah. Um, so she says truth. And her truth turns out to be the story of how her brother was, a, was one of the victims of Alex Black six years ago. During the massacre. What? So. Yeah, that this, came out of nowhere. This came out of completely nowhere. The actress, I mean, she starts crying, telling the story about how he was with his girlfriend. His girlfriend went out to go skinny dipping in the lake. And in the middle of the lake, like he's fucking Jason Voorhees, he drowns her. Her brother goes out to try and save her. And he also gets like in the middle of the lake. What? This is I thought this guy was fucking pickaxe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's really weird and she's crying and they're like whoa you didn't tell us i can't believe you didn't tell us whoa. and she kind of made a good point it's like well what am i gonna say yeah by the way like it's, it's not gonna make me very popular it's not gonna you know it's not something i really want to talk about something i kind of want to forget so that's that's the story <clears throat> so that's our connection and then she starts talking about how tiffany Sheppis was saying you look like her you look like her is that tiffany Sheppis was friends with her brother and at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. No. But that's the connection they're trying to make, which is pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I realize I keep forgetting at times that, that um, we are in audio format. Even though we're doing this remotely, I'm just here shaking my head like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, you can't see me shake my head. Agree. So I actually say, yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> brother Ben, he's like, wow, that's intense. Wow, wow. And then he stands up and starts feeling his butt. And is like, oh, no, my wallet. And I have the tickets. Yeah, yeah. That's That was part of the, that was one of the big things. Like, he somehow got, was given the tickets to hold on to. And um, his wallet was stolen by the two whores, who we now cut to them. Yeah. We do our two whores in the middle of the woods sitting on a tire on the ground. Yeah, like, this is like the weird, like, pimp's brothel or pimp hangout like their pimp is just like the pimp is uh sean hernandez the wrestler guy this big guy but like his horror palace is this this weird campsite in the woods like what what the it's fuck so trashy <laughs> it's the trashiest shit ever like he's pimping out his thieving whores 
in the middle of the woods. Yeah. With not even full tents, just like half a blanket holding up. Like yeah, it's like a lean-to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't know what those were called, but yeah, you're right. Oh my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> and this guy is gigantic. Huge. Yeah. Like just totally giant rip dude. How does he afford all that food he's got to eat to maintain that physique? I don't know. I mean, all he got was $15 and some rock and roll tickets. Yeah. And he is pissed off. And of course, he's an unhappy pimp because you never see a happy pimp. He's like, What's wrong with you bitches? Get out there and make you not make me my money and you suck. And I don't know, something like that. And I don't know if they're lesbians too. Like, they go off and fuck or something. I, I don't know. There's a weird. Well, what happens is he tells the, the skinnier one to clean this place up and tells the chubby one, to get naked. That's, again, why would tell the chubby one to clean up? We can tell the thinner one to get naked. It's so, so well, maybe he's a chunky chaser. Who knows? Two each their own. But she obliges, com- gets completely naked. We see some bush. Yep. And then goes off to ride Hernandez like a fucking stallion. More like a burrow. Pardon me. <laughs> so off goes thinner prostitute into the woods bitching about how what do you want me to clean up it's just dirt and leaves she doesn't get two steps away from the campsite when out comes alex black now we haven't seen alex black for a minute right it's been an hour it's been a half an hour of crazy bullshit before alex black finally pops back out and this movie is only like 70 minutes long yeah it's, it's not a full length one so it's like what the fuck finally here's the killer and you're expecting him to, I don't know, throw an axe into her head or have some sort of, like, you know, good kill. He basically just grabs her face and squishes her face and a bunch of mouth blood comes out. Mouth blood! And she's dead. Okay. So we cut back to the campsite where Chunky Sucker is going ahead and riding her burrow. Uh, they're doing close-up their face as they're fucking. It's really bizarre. First person, like back and forth between Hernandez and the chick. But up comes Black, and he grabs the chick's head uh, and drags her off into the woods. And as he's dragging her off into the woods, it gets real weird. They're doing, like, two different shots back and forth of her face. The right side, the left side. The right side, the left side. It's really distracting. Yeah. It's like, it's a weird choice. It didn't make any sense. And so... So let's try and think of the logistics here for a minute. So he he just pulls this chick off of Hernandez mid-fuck, drags her off into the woods far enough where Hernandez is, has to come after, like he takes a while to get after him. He takes the chick's head, one hand on top, one hand underneath, and it's I guess he's supposed to be crushing her head. But again, it doesn't, it's obviously he can't crush the actress's head because that would kill her. Uh, and there's just blood pouring out the top and blood pouring up the bottom, which is really strange. Yeah. And she's dead. So it's just like he held her head and she bled a whole lot. Boom, she's dead. Hernandez is right on his heels and he's just walking up like, mother, and he, I'm not kidding. This is pretty much how it's delivered. Motherfucker, you killed my best bitch. She was my top earner. Yeah. Motherfucker, take your ass. Don't even step to me, motherfucker. Don't even step. And then we see Alex Black just take one step towards him, reach out his arms, and break Hernandez's neck. Instantly killed. Yeah. Hernandez does a decent back bump as he falls. 
And I, I was hope so. so. Like, yeah, at least hopefully he can fall, right? I mean, geez. So pissed off. Yeah. So yeah. pissed off. Because, I mean, this guy is huge. He's big. The guy who plays Alex Black is really big. I th- I was hoping, yeah, I thought we get some kind of like decent like fight scene or something like the wrestler are gonna take do some stunts or some bumps or something, but no, it's it's one of the lamest, if not the lamest kill in the whole movie. I mean, I don't I think they try to do it for comedic effect, but it just flopped. It just I don't know if it was comedic effect. Here's my my take was maybe because I don't see much comedic effect in this movie, but my my thought was maybe they were trying to by taking the biggest, strongest, most imposing non-killer guy in the movie and having your killer kill him basically with one hand instantly is to try to make the killer seem that much more powerful and imposing that he can take out such a big guy with ease. That's the only thing I can get out of that because I don't think it was for comedic effect at all. I totally goes for comedic effect. I just thought it was shitty. I think you're giving him too much credit. Maybe. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe I am giving him way too much credit. All right, uh, so this is where um, we kind of we go back to the house. Uh, we see that Fat Sindel is out sneaking around with Jamie's boyfriend, and they wind up fucking against a tree. Um, Jamie gets annoyed by this and decides to fuck Shaggy Two Thousand instead as yeah. revenge. And so yeah. we, there's, just, there's just a whole bunch of fucking going on. Lots of fucking going on. And I'm sorry, I will admit this in. in all my sexual escapades throughout my life, I've never had sex up against a tree. Um, and honestly, I don't know if I really want to. Right? And I can't I can't imagine the girl who's knowing it's always the girl whose back's up against a tree would want that either. Because I don't think the bark would fucking hurt your back. Like that cannot be a comfortable position. Like maybe she's bent over arms in a tree, you're banging her from behind, she's got her arms against a tree. Maybe that's one thing, but if she's just back up against a tree, that seems so uncomfortable and unpleasant. Like I just don't ugh. I I Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's some girls out there who like that. Um, but I do it, things in West Virginia, man. It is West Virginia. But, man, that just seems like it would hurt the back. Like, just getting <laughs> scratched up by bark. <laughs> uh, so, we cut to... So, we, they're just there's a lot of fucking going on. whole lot of fucking we, going on. Yeah. We cut to the two hillbillies, the, the hillbilly bar owners. They're taking out the garbage. And this scene is so bizarre. She, she, they're both talking in their southern accents, and she says to the man, "You can cut your accent out now." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, if I, if one of found out I'm from Brooklyn, the mob would be here in two seconds, and boom, boom, I'd be dead." Yeah, so he suddenly turns into like Andrew Dice Clay or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So suddenly, this idea that this guy was in the he's in the witness protection, or he's escaping the mob—that's the implication they're giving. Yeah, she's she starts saying. <laughs> You know, you know, bullshit. You're, and he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm tired of your attitude. Suck my dick. And she's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I know. I was like, what? Like, that's all it takes? That's all. <laughs> it, that's exactly how their foreplay goes. <laughs> they insult each other. He gets mad, says, suck my dick. And she's like, cool yeah it's not like the, the romantic like let's role play he's like hey baby suck my dick and the, and she's like oh yeah all right let's do it you know he's like fuck you bitch suck my he's like, like the offensive like like insulting way to say suck my dick not like and she's like yeah all right let's go <laughs> he's sucking he goes oh babe bitch you're hardly getting me hard turn around <laughs> <laughs> she turns around and drops her pants yep 
as he's plowing. West Virginia girls must be really fucking easy, man. Jesus. And dirty because they're out by the dumpster. They are. They're by the dumpster. In the dumpster, in the woods, like on tires, like it, it's weird. Like, what is happening here? In this Their place? idea of dumpster diving. Ah, but oh, boom! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so as he's fucking her from behind, out comes Alex Black. I guess the whorehouse is close by. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and he he, and while the dude's mid-stroke. He goes, wow, and puts a pickaxe through his back and not the front. So now yeah. you got a pickaxe nowhere. Uh, I will uh, say this movie definitely has some of the most egregious violations of like killer teleportation we've seen in a oh, while. This oh, fucker yeah. travels so much distance so quickly on foot. Like, God damn. He should be like do, entering marathon or shit. Like, he'd give like, them Kenya runners a run for their money. Like, he's just. He, He's making Nightcrawler blush. Yeah, well. he really is. Yeah. So the chick, after a boy gets impaled to the back, she feels something wet splash against her and goes, well, it's about time. And it's only been like two seconds. Yeah. She's like, he's done coming. Turns around and gets an axe in her head. So axe to the head, pick axe to the head. Uh, not bad kills. The best kills so far. But that's, that's where we're at. <clears throat> We cut back to the teens in the cabin. They're all, bu- they're all, they're all awake. They're all, you know, they can't find Chunky Sucker and uh, old boy. Um, and I just realized that. So they, they, they pan to Chunky Sucker and old boy uh, out there in the woods. They just got done fucking. He's like, "How was it? Was I one out of ten? Was I thirty six? Uh, you know, she's like, "Nah, you're you're fine." But they don't even get two steps before Alex Black pops out again. Again, so, again, <laughs> just like that, he's there. Uh, he, I don't remember how he kills Chunky Sucker. I think he just axes her in the stomach. But he turns around and slashes old homeboy, old, the boyfriend in the stomach, and he is winds up holding his guts in his hands, which is basically sausage links covered in marinara sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much is. <laughs> so he's, I gotta say, he's pretty spry for a guy who just got disemboweled. I think he stands up and takes a few steps and falls back down, and yeah, he's 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 pretty pretty alert. Is it, it, <laughs> but did you say he, he's pretty spry for a white guy. He for a disemboweled <laughs> white guy. Yeah, I would. Uh, he but he doesn't last long and he dies. Um, now the people inside don't hear this and they're just saying, "Where's you know Chunky Sucker and old boy?" We can't find them. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to the concert anyway. We don't have, we have two tickets and all we need to get is get two people more in. And the girl's plan is they're going to show their tits at the door to get into the concert. Which again, for girls, solid plan probably works a lot. Low, you know, low level concerts. But I want to comment on this because we, one thing we haven't done a good job of yet. And when you watch them, you definitely notice in the, when you actually, if you actually watch this thing, but so much time, like, first, remember, they're supposed to go to a concert, like, and it's supposed to be, like, a big concert, too, like, you know, it's, like, the way they sell it, it's, like, oh, my God, it's, like, Green Day playing at an arena or something like that, that's the type of level they build this thing up to be. They really sell it. They sell it. So, every concert I've been to, normally starts around 7, 
maybe eight o'clock in the evening, you know, somewhere around there. So much time. They waste so much time driving from their hometown to drive up to where this concert is. And then at the bar, then at this house playing truth or dare boning each other. And then they realize, Oh yeah, the concert, like by the time this concert happens, this con- it, it probably won't even be starting to like midnight. Like the, the, the time frame in this movie makes zero fucking sense whatsoever. There's, you have no idea how much time has passed between anything or when anything's actually happening. Cause like the whole thing's like, we got to get to the concert. We got to get to the concert. But they keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it on. They do all this other shit in between. And then when they finally do get the contract, like I said, it should be, it would be like midnight. But, to, but when, when this thing actually finally starts or they actually pay enough attention to get there. Cause the whole premise is that. And they just keep fucking around and like ignoring it the whole time. Like it makes, it's really shittily done. Like I can't even explain it well, but it's bad. It's so bad. Oh, uh, it is. It is really bad, but they're going to go to the concert. <laughs> so, that's the plan. Before they go to the concert, though, uh, old Sheriff, uh, old man balls, uh, Sheriff Matthews. Sheriff Matthews. He decides, he, he finds the dead bodies of the hillbilly couple, and he's like, by God. And then realizes <laughs> that the number one suspect's got to be Tiffany Shepis. Yeah, because she's, so she's finally lost Tiff- it. Yeah, he goes goes to Tiffany Shepis's house and, and says, I can't believe you did it. I can't believe you killed those folks. I know they're... They give you a hard time for being a drunk old coot. But how could you kill him? And she's like, I didn't kill him. It was Alex Black. It was Alex Black. And, you know, she, she, she by the way, she's also carrying a rifle. Yeah. She's, she's, she's strapped. She's already armed. She already has a fucking pump action shotgun on her. Um, the cop tells her to drop the gun. She's like, don't you? She's like, she's like, I'm not going to drop it. He pulls her gun. They got the Mexican standoff going on. Yep. And we cut away. You know, it's like one of the actual interesting moments in the movie. Something's actually kind of like, ooh, Mexican standoff. You know, those are always kind of fun. Nope, cut away. <laughs> Just like that. Uh, we go to the concert. So the chicks show up to the concert. They flash their titties. There's a joke about one of the bouncers being a woman, but she still wants to see some titties. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because like, it's one that old thing. Like, you know, the first bouncer is like a dude. Like, oh, we got this made, and you know, flash your teeth, and you go in. And then, like, right when they get to the front of the line, like, oh, my brakes on, and they, he gets relieved by the woman, like, oh, fuck. But they're like, she's not. She's like, yeah, I'll see them titties. <laughs> <laughs> so they go in, and Mark, like Marshall was saying earlier, they were hyping this so much, hyping this as a big fucking show to end all shows. And God damn it, if it isn't just a small ass venue, like, just it's a like bar. The, yeah. It might be just playing. I think they, I don't know if they they might even be playing the Hillbilly Bar gas station for all I know. I don't. I mean, it's, yeah. that's basically where they're at. It, <laughs> it's it's like a it's a pretty big stage, but it's a small bar. It can maybe hold about a hundred. You know, it's it's your small venue, your classic small venue. So after they pump this fucking thing up to the goddamn roof about how blowout balls awesome this is gonna be, yeah, it's. Had to be a fucking small venue with a decent light show. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! I was so disappointed. I'm like, really? I know. This, this- I, I know it's low budget, and they, you know, they, I'm sure they can't rent like you know Madison Square Garden or something for a fucking concert. But the film, but like, seriously, like, don't hype so much. Yeah, like if you want to do the concert, fine. Just say, hey, we got tickets. We're gonna see this band, or just say something like, hey, they're doing a uh, 
you know, like a, a pop-up show. Like they're going back to the roots and playing a small, you know, like a small venue instead of the arenas. This puts one line or two lines in the script to explain it. And, like, and it's, so you're not like making out to be like, like I said, like you're seeing fucking Green Day or Metallica at like the, the arena or a stadium when it's just like some shitty band at a bar you can see on like any Saturday night. So, yeah. So they're there at the show. The The opening band's close gets done. And they're like, next up is Metal Nuts. I don't know their name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some really like cliche like metal band, like like Black Blood of Death or, you know, Raven Orgy or some shit like that. It, it's something really lame. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we get a quick little cut scene of the band in the back getting ready for the show. They're doing coke off of more tits and... You know, the, the one black guy in the movie is like the, their manager. Like, come on, y'all, let's got to go. We got to go outside on stage. Or I'll do some coke off them titties. <laughs> it's a really awkward scene. It's really weird. It doesn't need to be there. The band gets on stage, and they look like it's an actual band. I, I'm not sure if it is or not, but they all have shitty wigs on. They're trying to play up this 80s hair metal thing, but they just look ridiculous. Um, They're like... All right, thank you. We're about to rock. And as soon as they start playing, out comes Alex Black. Yep. Because we, we, who knew he was such a music lover? On stage. <laughs> on stage. Yeah, on stage. And everyone just, woo. And <laughs> he, he just starts just killing motherfuckers left and right. He, he starts killing the band members. He's throwing pickaxes to the chest, pickaxes to the head people in the crowd start to realize that oh my god this is not part of the act did this scene start- i'm sorry did this and- scene remind you of a certain scene in another movie uh that we've done uh please please enlighten me uh it's very reminiscent of knuckle bones the rave where the killer is walking through killing everybody left and right and like i said the killer of knuckle bones was the guy who wrote and directed this movie so i think he just stole that scene from knuckle bones. It's like, Hey, I'll just do that again at a concert. Not, not, not knuckle bones. Oh yeah. Not knuckle. I'm sorry. Sweatshop. Yeah. Sweatshop. I was like, I was thinking Julian. Like, it's sweatshop. The Raven sweatshop. Yes. You know what? Now that you think about it, you're right. There is some similarities there. Cause he's just going ape shit. He's just going ham. Like as you got, as you like to say, and everybody on this bar, like, there's laugh bodies yeah. dropping everywhere. People screaming. Most, most of the people in the crowd just stand around and scream for a good while before running off. Um, you know, we see the pickaxe going through the eye. We see a disembowelment. Uh, it's it's real quick cuts. There's one gag where he rips off a girl's shirt and her titties are flopping around and she just goes, that was my favorite shirt and runs off. And I, I don't know, I guess that's supposed to be funny. Um, <clears throat> the teens all get together. Uh, and go and they're they're making their escape, but in <laughs> so I, I apologize. I need to I need to go back once the killing starts. Uh, the once he kills all the band members, we cut back to the sheriff and Tiffany Shepis and their their Mexican standoff. We get a cut scene like, and then all of a sudden they they got guns on drawn on each other, and she drops her pants and they start banging. Cause why the fuck not? No, I I wish, I, that. I wish that would have fucking happened, but no, it didn't happen. Because that's actually not too far off from how this movie's been. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. So she actually drops her gun and says, "Okay, you know, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm. 
you got me, you know, and he puts her under, he's placing her under arrest for the murder of these two people. A call comes across on the radio saying, Sheriff, we got a crazy massacre going on at the pig and poke. They got a (laughs) man that's killing people left and right with a pickaxe. Oh my God, it's crazy. And that's when Tiffany Shepard's like, you dumb motherfucker, it's Alex (laughs) Blush. He goes, wait, what? Are you sure about that? <laughs> he's like, yeah, sure, get over there now. <laughs> and then she goes, he's just like, Tiffany Shepard, you're no longer under arrest. <laughs> Let's her go. And so th- then they run off. They they magically appear at the club, like as the massacre is still going on. So they show up at the club as the massacre is still occurring. Um, Tiffany Shepard asks Sheriff Matthews, you want to go in the front or the rear? And he goes, I'll go in the front. And she goes, I see you've changed in your day. Yeah, I mean, like a, an anal sex joke. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, get that fucking anal sex joke in there. <laughs> so crazy they have to do this joke right when she, Tiffany Shepard's character, has been traumatized in and out of mental institution. She's a drunk. No one believes her. And yet she's still got time for a quick, like, sexy whip. Quick. Yep. I mean, Jesus Christ. So they run in, and sure enough, he's still killing people left and right, killing people left and right. And the and the, the the sheriff runs in, he's like, freeze! And, of course, he doesn't freeze. He's coming at the sheriff. He pops the... He, he's, the sheriff shoots him, like, five or six times to no effect. Alex Black gives him a gut full of pickaxe and walks away as the sheriff squiggles around on the ground. We see the teenagers get into their van and drive off. I mean, all four of them get into the van, and they're gone. Burr, peel out. They're driving away. Next scene, we see them stop right at the house, like right at the house. And they're running inside to get thing, to get get Ben and grab some things and get the fuck out. Ben, however, in the meantime, which happened a little bit earlier, was a girl from school who we've never seen before or never even knew who it was, just shows up, says, I followed you guys here. Can I come in? And Ben goes, for what? And she looks at him like, to fuck. Yeah. Like, I think we, they, I think this girl, they mentioned her name once, like in the uh, uh, beginning of the movie, like when they were still at school, I think they, they name dropped her once. But so she was referenced, but yeah, we've never seen her before or anything. Like, yeah. But she's like, yeah, I just followed you here. Cause I want to bang. So, <laughs> So she bangs the fucking nerd guy in a chair. Yeah, so if, while they're banging, in come the teens. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So they're gathering up their things to go. And in comes or Alex Black is outside killing the guy, the, the other boyfriend driver. Boom. He's dead. We don't really see it. We just see him get pulled out of the car. Yeah. And like and Aaron said, it, keep in mind, they, he was just at the bar, the concert at the bar. The kids leave, get in their car, speed, race off in a car, get miles away to this house. And Alex Black, on foot, is like right there instantly. Like, it's, it, it's fucking bullshit. That was the worst. That's the worst effect. It is. Right it's the worst of all of them in this movie. Yeah, it's That's- definitely the worst. So Alex Black kills Fatty McGee, who's trying to fuck Ben. Uh, I think he just hits her with the axe. She falls. Um, 
Well, the nerd girl, the, or not the nerd girl, the girl who fucks the nerd is wasn't fat, wasn't wasn't fatty. She oh yeah, she was. Was she? I don't remember being that fat. But okay. She was pretty fat. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She's dead. <laughs> you know? Um, the she the Alex Black starts going after Ben. He's about to kill him when Jamie all of a sudden changes her entire demeanor and saves her brother by jumping on Alex Black's back and knocking him kind of like off balance as Heather and Ben go running away, uh, leaving her to die. Yes. Did <laughs> yeah. She's on her hands and knees kind of crawling, like on her butt, kind of trying to, trying to crab walk away as he throws down the axe into her chest, killing her. So Jamie's dead. So all that's left, we have Ben and Heather. Then Ben decides, you know what? Now that you killed my sister, I guess I'll fight you now. Yeah. And he's <laughs> Alex Black. He's like, come on, come on. He kind of likes doing a little shuck and jive kind of thing going on. As this is happening, Heather's looking for the keys to her boyfriend, boyfriend's now dead body. Alex Black comes up to Ben, grabs him by the neck, and just throws him against the tree. As he hits the tree, he falls, and then we get like a, a slow motion tight shot of his face as a little bit of mouth blood comes out. Mouth blood. It's weird. Like he hit the tree kind of hard, but not nearly like they didn't sell it like he got killed, but it's like there's shit. It's like he's seemingly dead. So Alex Black turns his attention towards Heather. She goes driving off, but he jumps on the side of the van. It's actually not a bad shot here of him, like, clinging to the side of the van, speeding down the road. He's trying to fight for the wheel. She's trying to drive away. Um, she she wrecks. She goes off the road. The van's useless. She, he, you know, she climbs out the other side and goes running off into the woods. So as she's running up into the woods, um, she's predictably tripping and falling all the way and eventually black catches up to her um about when he's about to put a pickaxe in her skull that's when tiffany shepis and sheriff matthews show up and start shooting him in the chest even though black didn't seem to be phased by bullets previously these bullets seem to be special because he goes down he starts like going down he starts falling of course you know he's not dead um He's, he's not a dead guy. And please remind me, does Black hop back up and kill the sheriff, or does the sheriff just die to his, from his wounds? You know, I wish I remembered but better, but... Better, sheriff's dead. If I, yeah, sheriff dies. I think... Part of me wants to say, I think Black gets up and kills the sheriff. But yeah. I, I can't be 100% on that because it's been like three weeks since I've seen the movie. But yeah, but either way, the sheriff dies one way or the yeah. other. As they kind of run off, that's what it was. Yeah, he was fighting with the sheriff. Adrian and Heather run, or Shepis and Heather run off. Shepis is like, you got to take the amulet off his neck. That's the only way to kill him. That's where all his power source comes from. Sure, why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you got to rip this amulet off. And, and you'll be able to be able to kill him, which doesn't she make sense to me because like he was already alive and had power before he had the amulet at the beginning because he because he killed the opening couple without the amulet and then he took it or something like that, right? So, well, you mean she resurrected? Who fucking knows? Yeah, like, it would make it would make so much more sense. Like if she got the amulet 
and then took it to his body and put it on his dead body, and that's what brought him back. And then they could say, oh, you got to take the antler off. That's what will kill him because we saw that's how it brought him back to life. So that would make sense to have that that way. But yeah, just to say out and over, like, oh, you got to get that amulet. It will kill him. It's like out. It's just so far out of left field. Like, it doesn't make any. There's no premise for it. It, it just, what? There's no build yeah. to that. There's, they don't even talk about the amulet. Other than that opening scene of the movie where we see it, Never once is it talked about, referenced, or seen really again um, until now. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's bad. But Chepis tells Heather to run to town and get get folks to come back and hunt Alex Black. She meant she says this. She says, go to town and get people to come back and, you know, get, round up a posse. Not even, like, two seconds later, Alex Black shows up and buries a fucking pickaxe into the chest of Shepis, turns towards heather and out of nowhere is a fucking posse of people like were they were they following did heather just turn in the fucking flash and run to town and be like come on posse let's go they all fucking warp back yeah and just opening fire at this guy yeah she's not- opening portals like blink or something like that just like yeah let me open a portal to this uh uh it's so crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's no excuse for this. There is none. None <laughs> whatsoever. So he's not going down the, the, the posse. He's like, oh, my God. Heather jumps up, grabs the amulet in slow motion, and tears it off his chest. Tiffany Shatton's is dumbass, or pardon me, deadass, comes <laughs> back to life and goes, smash it, smash it, and then dies again. <laughs> yes. Heather smashes it on the ground. The posse decides that's their cue to open fire again because she doesn't say shoot him now, but they start shooting his ass, and there's a whole bunch of squibs going off. He's getting shit, shit shot out of him. He falls to the ground dead. Heather stands up like, yeah, way to go, posse. But not even two seconds later, he gets back up and grabs her like he's going to kill her. Freeze frame. End of movie. Yep. <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, what the fuck is happening? Like this, nothing makes sense. So the, get the amulet. That's what kills him. No, nope, apparently not. I mean, bullets. bullets I mean, what? Nothing makes sense in this at all. <laughs> nothing made fucking sense. <laughs> all right. So I mean, is that it, Aaron? You got anything else you want to add before we move on? <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Let's kill this turd. All right. Let's move on to favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right. What do you got this week, Aaron, for your favorite kill? You know what? I'm going to have to give credit where credit's due. And I'm going to have to say the hillbilly couple who are fucking by the dumpster getting killed. Yes. Yeah. It's a quick duo kill. That's my favorite. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, hands down. I'm making it real quick. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you. It, it's uh, mine's the same way. It's the, 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 Hillbilly couple at the bar in the by the dumpster. 100% agree. So there, there we go. That was super quick. Let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right. IMDb, we start with the ratings. IMDb gives it a 2.9 out of 10. Oof. Rotten Tomatoes is not on the site at all. There is no score, no audience score, no thermometer score. Amazon being Amazon gives it a 3 out of 5. Uh, plot keywords... There's only five plot keywords for this movie. Summer camp, which doesn't make any sense because it's not a camp. Say- uh, well, well, hold on. Well, maybe that's where the prostitutes were at their old summer camp. Yeah, maybe that's uh, where they were. 
Well, what, did the pimp just take the lodge into the summer camp, turns into a fucking whore, ho- whore hangout? Yeah, yeah. okay. Didn't they say there was a camp Arapaho? Yeah, like, like where yeah. like the previous murders took place, but you never, we're never there, we never see it, you never see flashbacks. It's just well, mansion they, they one. Changed, they changed the camp Fuckaho. Fuckaho, yeah, that's right. There you go, Camp Fuckaho. Uh, is Satan slasher, eighty slasher, and crowdfunding were the only were the plot keywords. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no trivia. I couldn't really find, there's, I couldn't find any trivia on this. Uh, budget game. Nope. Couldn't find the budget. So that's it for odds and ends real quick this week. So let's go straight into our five-star reviews. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right, so Amazon reviews, there are 64 total reviews on this movie on the site. 35% are five star with 34% one star. So pretty much split right down the middle uh, on these uh, starting off with five story from Amazon customer, excellent 80s style slasher, raunchy humor, partying, tits, blood and guts. What more can you ask for? People are going to either love it or hate it. If you like any slash all of the above, you're sure to love pickaxe five stars. Ryan Stone writes, Jeremy Summerall did his, did his favorite genre proud. The story is solid and entertaining. It has great direction and cinematography. There's blood, tits and laughs galore. Five stars. Now you start seeing a pattern here in these reviews. Yeah. Jackie writes, titties and blood. What else could you want in a movie? Five stars. Deborah Gutchahar writes, if you like boobs, blood, and 80s nostalgia, then this film's for you. Uh. And lastly, from Josh Rhodes writes, some some complain about the cheesy or 80s type style. If you actually pay attention, this movie is based based on of being in the 80s, which makes zero fucking sense. If you like sex, gore, and breasts in your 80s movies, this is your movie. It brings you back to the good old, good old days without CGI crap, 80s slasher-like puppet master and such, cheesy parts that make you laugh, and other parts that make you want more. Definitely great movie, well worth a watch. Don't buy it with the intention of something like the new TCM movie, but the intentions of Puppet Master, Friday 13th, Part 1 through 4, Demonic Toys, Sleepaway Camp, and like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Nothing but blood, gore, breasts, and action. The wife and I love the movie. Even got it autographed. Five stars. Oh. <laughs> so, moving on to one stars from uh, Gradient. Right, 37 minutes, 30 minutes in, and nothing has happened. But unlikable 30-year-olds pretending to be high schools. Literally, I gave up. I sat through all of, and, and I sat through all of Troll 2. Do not believe the positive review is one star. Uh, from Wiccan Gas, no memorable performances and some I am glad I won't see again. Take the standard formula of this type of flick and then dumb it down, way down. Throw in a lot of nudity and sex jokes. One was actually worth a chuckle and throw in the lamest, shallowest characters ever and you have the high points of this flick, one star. Uh, the last three I wrote down from Cajun Asian. A paint-by-numbers <laughs> horror film by those who cannot count. 
What a convoluted <laughs> mess of a film and not even a good mess. The only good part of the film was Tiffany Shepes and she must have not been paid. And she must have been paid most of the $15.99 budget and a free small Winnie's Frosty for her efforts. This is exactly how not to make a horror, horror film. Mis- mistake one is to buy a complete horror monster costume and not piece together two or three from the Halloween store at 80% off one week after Halloween. I give That's this film five poop emojis and one star. <laughs> or, five poop. Or, or five poop emojis, yeah. Uh, from B and S about movies. Uh, the movie was originally filmed five years ago as The Pickaxe Murders Part 3, the final chapter, but it's finally been released. It starts with two teenagers aardvarking inside a mine before a girl starts speaking Latin and bathes herself in a dude's blood. So there's that. One star. <laughs> <laughs> and from Lauren Marco just writes, this is so bad. There's more sex scene and stupid teenage drama shit than actual killing. One star. So... I know that that's it, man. That's what, that was what other people thought. Now, what do we think, Aaron? What's your final take on this? I usually go first, but since I uh, ran through, why don't you go first? Give us your thoughts. Uh, you, you, you kick us off. All right. Um, I'm going to say so bad. It's scary. Uh, mostly because yeah, it, nothing makes sense. The acting's terrible. The characters are unlikable. The titties are bland are not the best to look at. Tiffany Shepis is basically phoning it in. I really like the idea of thinking, I really hope to think that she was just drunk the entire time filming, <laughs> which would make, make it kind of fun if that was the case. But uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to think it is. Uh, and otherwise it just falls into the, you know, forgetful pile of like, of all the other hundreds of hundreds of slashers that are out there that we normally really like and enjoy watching. But this one just is basically forgettable and gets lost in the bottom of the bin type of, of thing for me. So, um, so bad. It's scary. That's my take. I'm not going to go too much depth on it this week. What about yeah, you? Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to say so bad. It's scary, but I, I, I feel like there was some promise there in the beginning. Um, I thought their opening was actually probably the strongest part of the movie. Uh, I thought that was probably the most, it, it had decent, you know, low, decent, low budget effects. You know, the chick getting naked, having a blood sacrifice, you know, the rising of the dead. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah, I'll give you. Yeah, you're right. Like, that was kind of promising and it was interesting. But then they just kind of, they never followed it up with, like, explain anything about this ritual or why. Is she? Yeah. They never explained. They don't even explain really Alistair. I keep saying Alistair Black because there was a wrestler named Alistair Black. But Alex Black's origin, like, why is this, what's what's so wrong? Why is this amulet tied to him? Why is it? Why is this amulet so powerful? Where does it come from? What what's his power? Like, where did he come from? Like, there's no nothing's ever explained in this movie at all when it comes to any yeah. of that. As I was saying, <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. It, it 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 had promise. I felt like I was on board the first like ten five to ten minutes, and then it just went off the fucking rails into like. It felt like. Revenge of the Nerds Part Three with gore, like the humor was so sporadic and bizarre. Some there were some lines that were pretty funny, and there were a lot that weren't. Um, so whenever you had the teenagers on, it was like this wacky, crazy comedy hijinks, you know, titties and jerk offs, and bleh. and then you had this fucking dynamic between old Sheriff Numbnuts and Tiffany Shepis getting drunk all the time. 
Okay. And it, it, it's like different dynamics playing against each other. It's like, whose story are we going to follow? And it didn't fucking matter because they both sucked. Yeah. Uh, and then you have a little comic relief with, you know, whorehouse wrestler and the fucking hillbilly tr- dumpster divers. And the thing that probably could have saved it was good kills, but they didn't have that. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say about it's scary. It just, I agree with what you said. It's forgettable. Um, it doesn't, they didn't do a good job of accentuating the positives, even though they tried bad tits, but just not great tits, man. No, no, not, yeah. not real great ones. All right. Not well, a lot. That's it for this week, guys. Uh, like I said, it was going to be, it was a kind of probably a bumpy episode, but you know, like I said, shit happens. Life gets away. I think it was actually kind of fun. It was all I, right. It was, you know, we'll I see. think maybe one of our better episodes in a while. <laughs> We had good flow, good chemistry. We laughed. We were like, this movie sucks. This movie does suck. We have that. Um, but all right, guys, like I said in the beginning, if you have more movie suggestions for us, you want to try to stump us, or if you want to try to break our wills and our spirits, keep sending the shit our way. We love it. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, guys, you know what to do. Watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight. <laughs>